I want the public to know that you went to jail for doing an alternative therapy that was working. Share about that. Sure. Actually, the cancer powers to be in California, which where the problem started, the Cancer Commission of 1953 or so found out that laetrile or B17 amygdalin or nitrilicides, they have four names, increased weight, appetite, mood, and decreased pain in patients with cancer. So wouldn't that be something you'd want to do? Absolutely. Right. But it was not approved for the treatment of cancer, see? But it's okay for increasing weight, appetite, mood, and decreasing pain. Well, that's a vague line. So if you give a patient this material to do those things that the Cancer Commission of California back in the early 50s says it does, they could turn around and they had a little statute, 1707.1, that said that you can't use unapproved substances in the treatment of cancer. And so that was a misdemeanor to use unapproved substances in the treatment of cancer. However, if you conspire with somebody else to commit a misdemeanor in the state of California, then it's a felony. How is that? And what does conspiring mean in that context of well, treating a example, patient? Well, for example, somebody in the health food store or somebody else who was in the loop, more or less. In other words, I bought injectable laetrile. Somebody sold it in Mexico to this guy in San Diego who sold it to me. It came from Germany, two grams of Kemdalin. So that was a conspiracy, don't you know? <laughs> so, so conspiring to increase appetite, mood, decrease pain, and so forth. So after a four-and-a-half-month trial, okay, back in 1975, I was convicted of conspiring to sell Laetro, which is a misdemeanor, but it's conspiracy, then it's a felony. On appeal, I won. So two-to-one judges appealing the trial verdict, we won but we lost at the California Supreme Court level. However, Judge Rose Bird ruled in our favor because she had breast cancer, and she believed in alternative stuff. Isn't this funny? <laughs> it's wild. He shows you how screwy the world is. So the upshot is I went to jail. Actually, it was a six-month sentence, but it turned out to be commuted to 55 days because the governor talked to the judge. The governor was brown, and he eventually gave me a pardon. Okay, this is many years ago. This is Jerry Brown we're talking about, who's now trying to run for governor again. So that's the only reason I'm able to practice medicine, because I was convicted of a felony, but I was pardoned, got a full and incomplete pardon from Jerry Brown. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Kim Greenhouse. Welcome to It's Rainmaking Time. I tell you, I am dreading doing this commentary. Absolutely dreading it. And I'm dreading it because I am upset and angry at the loss of a dear brother, a friend, and a great doctor, Dr. James Privatera, who apparently passed away on September 23rd of 2013. And the way I found out is I called to ask if he would like to have lunch with me. We have lunch quarterly. And I heard from his son that he had gotten a fast-acting cancer. In other words, from the time in which he felt symptoms and pain in his stomach to the time he was dead was a few weeks, which is very strange to me, but I won't get into how strange it is that this vibrant tennis playing three times a week healthy dude who has so much chi and so much love of life and joie de vivre would be taken down so fast and furiously. He led a great life, and he was a valiant champion for health freedom, for people choosing their ability to take supplements and get the cures that they need to take care of themselves. 
He was my doctor. And what was so impressive about him was that he was one of the very few doctors that I've ever met that actually asked the patient, what do you feel? What does your body feel? Let's see how the body responds to this. In other words, he had a relationship with you as a patient. He respected and honored your relationship with your own body and your own body's knowing and response to things. He respected the Hippocratic Oath, do no harm, and for standing up for patient rights and freedoms, his office was raided, and in July of 1974, 15 agents of the California Food and Drug Administration arrested him on the charge of selling Laetrile and other substance in the diagnosis, cure, and alleviation of cancer. The law states that before you're even arrested, you have to be given a hearing, The judge denied this motion for a hearing and gave no reason. So he was constantly harassed by the medical board for years on end, even though Jerry Brown pardoned him from California after 10,000 letters were written. Dr. Privatera is a loved doctor. The patients I witnessed in the waiting room loved him, hugged him. There are people I know that had Gulf War syndrome that he kept alive for years that should have died years ago. He championed patient rights to not vaccinate, to not eat GMOs, to not get on drugs if they didn't have to. And he was very methodical. He was very scientific. There was no woo-woo in Dr. Privatera. He was a man of God. He was a man of faith. And he had so much success with patients who were so sick who came to him. I remember last year I was going to Europe and right before I went to Europe, about 10 days before, I've never been so sick in my life. And if it weren't for him, he put me on high dose IV vitamin C. I would have never made that trip. He had me on this pH cleanse and some other stuff that was so remarkable. And I made that trip and I literally have never been so sick. I actually thought I was going to die. That's how sick I was. How am I going to talk about my relationship with Dr. Privatera? You may want to hear the interview that we did in 2010, where I had him on for a half hour. He dealt with everything, not just supplements, not just vitamins, not just minerals, everything. He looked at radiation levels, what's coming in from the air, what kind of toxic particles are we ingesting in our food supply. He dealt with the water that you drink. He tested you for iodine by putting iodine on your body. Instead of making you spend a lot of money on tests, he put iodine on your arm. And if you still had iodine very dark on your arm 10 hours later or eight hours later, you needed iodine. He was fast. This guy was on it. He was also very funny. He spoke out publicly. He spoke at many conferences. He spoke at the Cancer Control Conference. He was a member of the National Health Federation, a voice for health freedom. He was a pioneer in an area called dark field microscopy, which he used to test for clots. Fascinating. For only 40 bucks or $35, you could go in and find out what the blood cells are doing in your body. He made the connection between what your blood cells are doing and identified 25 factors associated with various disease conditions and nutrient deficient states. The shape and condition of a patient's blood cells, whether they were aggregating or not, can dictate what health problems the patient currently has or will have in the future, particularly heart attacks and strokes. So he was always in front of it. He had colleagues in every imaginable field in medicine and health. 
He was a cooperator, a collaborator, a synthesizer, and he synergized with people with advanced knowledge than himself. He authored the book Silent Clots, Life's Biggest Killers that was published in 1996 that showed how dark field microscopy works in the doctor's office and how orthodox medicine has worked overtime to prevent its acceptance in the medical community. We talk about this extensively in the interview I did with him. He's had a lot of the authorities against him. The California Board of Medical Quality Assurance tried to prosecute him and made up stories about what he was doing. It's beyond belief. But one of the things that makes me so upset, and I want to be very public about it, is that Wikipedia, the supposedly free encyclopedia that people go in and change and alter, basically you could put whatever you want on there. There's some pretty heavy hands in Dr. James Privatera's knowledge and information that's on here. It's pretty slanted. Have a look at it. Have a look at how somebody has already gone in and put that he died of lymphoma. They don't tell you in Wikipedia that he was struck, deathly sick, and died a few weeks later by fast-acting type of lymphoma. How strange that he got that. It's the same type of scenario that Aaron Russo died of. And of course, we don't talk about that because that's conspiratorial, but I believe James Privatera was taken out. Taken out for dealing with Gulf War syndrome, taken out for standing up against the powers that be forever. Let me tell you a little bit about him. He graduated in 1962 with a Bachelor of Science in Biology and Chemistry, and he took biochemistry courses at the University of Buffalo, the State University of New York. He earned an MD from Crichton University in 1967. He did a one-year internship in internal medicine in Providence Hospital in Seattle, Washington, and a one-year residency at Presbyterian Hospital, San Francisco, California. He also took a clinical fellowship in allergy, immunology, and rheumatology at the Scripps Research Institute. He had his practice in Covina since 1970. He also published the book on silent clots, which you should all pick up if you can. It's interesting how fast the powers that be have gone into Wikipedia to put down and shape who he is and what happened. This is a guy that had people fly from all over the United States, all over the world to see Dr. James Privatera. This is a guy who would not turn down a sick patient who charged 45 or 50 bucks to come in and see him. Find me one doctor in the whole United States of America that does that. I have not found one. In fact, I fired two doctors because I caught them doing unethical things. And believe it or not, they were women. And believe it or not, they weren't even from this country. But I will tell you something. This alternative medical doctor was remarkable. Dr. James Privatera was a champion for all of us, and we should not take the loss of his life lightly. This guy was a synthesizer, an integrator, a whole systems thinker, and he put his life on the line all the time, his practice on the line all the time. How many times the IRS went after him? How many times the California Board of Medical Quality went after him? It didn't end. Just because he got out of jail didn't mean he wasn't harassed and attacked, and attacked, and attacked for years on end. He just learned to live with it in service to people who needed him. And I really want you to know that a huge vacuum now sits in the alternative health field because many practitioners in the alternative health field have basically taken on the greed, the unethical practices, 
the very small, narrow focus of many allopathic doctors and have slapped on that they're alternative. And many are not. And just because you have an MD doesn't make you alternative. It doesn't make you an integrator. It doesn't make you a synthesizer. It doesn't make you honest. It doesn't make you whole. You can package yourself as such. It doesn't mean that. It doesn't even mean you're current or that you cross-pollinate your knowledge with other areas in health and wellness and disease. I have yet to meet one other alternative doctor in California that used dark field microscopy. And if they're out there, I'm sorry I don't know about you, but I've never heard of you. One that dealt with the radiation and the chemical dumps from the skies that are assaulting the American public and the international public 24-7. Dr. James Privatera dealt with that. It was part of a discussion that he had with everybody. He dealt with thyroid. He dealt with iodine. He did hair testing to see what kind of toxic chemicals are still in your body from mercury, aluminum, and other types of virulent toxic stuff that's in our biological systems. I didn't just lose a great doctor and friend. You lost a champion for alternative health. You lost a champion for health freedom that was so big, so loving, so incredible. You have no idea. This guy was humble. This guy was kind. This guy was the kind of doctor you all wish you had. And so I say to Dr. James Privatera, I don't know how you really died. I don't know how you really got that lymphoma, that fast acting, you're dead in a few weeks lymphoma. But it's strange to me, doctor. It's strange to me. It doesn't sit right with me. People, when you go to Wikipedia, take a look at the writing, the way it's shaped, the tone of the whole thing, and then listen to my interview with Dr. James Privatera. Listen to the clips on YouTube. Listen to what he's telling you and what he told you. Unfortunately, I found out about his passing, inviting him to lunch and getting his son on the phone. It was very, very disturbing very distressing, very shocking for me, and a huge loss for myself as a patient and for all the other people he assisted and empowered all over the world. And I am lighting a candle for Dr. James Privatera, who even had to deal with family members who didn't get it and still don't get it, who fought him. Pioneers face the worst rejection from members of their own family. And he was not new in this area. And I'm not going to not talk about it because it's real. This is the cost that pioneers go through. Sometimes their family members are supportive. Sometimes they actually empower them. But most of the time, they laugh them off. They disassociate with them. They're not emotionally connected to the pioneer's calling. And the pioneer is alone and isolated in this area with their spouse. This is not new. Be aware, it's in the dynamics. It's out there. It's part of the cost of having a calling. Very few pioneers have partners that get it and get them and empower them in their calling. I wish James the best flight through the heaven worlds, the best angelic experience that he could never have on the earth. This is Kim Greenhouse in its rainmaking time. I hope this honors my doctor. (laughs) Thank you.